You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast presented by Boot Crew Media and Makers Mark. And for this particular podcast, if you're looking for answers, I wish I could say I haven't because right now with the way the last couple of days of, I would say, Saints news or lack thereof Saints news has actually left me with a lot more questions than I thought I would have in an offseason that I knew would be a little bit tricky and kind of a transition period for this New Orleans Saints franchise. And while I will have a lot of questions, this doesn't mean that I don't necessarily trust what will happen this offseason or I don't necessarily agree with what may happen this offseason because we don't know yet what is going to go down for this Saints team. But I got a lot of questions. And I'm going to get it off my chest because I feel like this is something I've been holding back the last couple of days. And a lot of people are speculating. And rightfully so. I think this is kind of like the nature of being in this NFL world. Even if you're just a fan, I think you're always thinking about that next move, not just for the Saints or if another team makes a move, how does it affect your favorite team? Because everything's got a trickle-down effect. And in an offseason, which, by the way, the new league year doesn't start till March 16th, but we're already just going absolutely wild. This offseason so far, quarterbacks are getting swapped around the league like NBA players with the Kardashian sisters. Like That's the way the last three days, I would say, has gone because we've seen Russell Wilson, go to the Denver Broncos. We've seen Carson Wentz go from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders, which still just sounds so weird to say. I think I might just keep them Washington football team at this point, but you have Wilson moved. You have Wentz moved. You have rumors about Deshaun Watson. You have rumors about Jimmy Garoppolo. You have rumors about Derek Carr. So there's a theme, and this theme is something that we all kind of knew would be the theme of this offseason, but nonetheless, it is really, really clear right now. Every team in the league is trying to push their chips to the front of the table and see if they can get themselves a worthy quarterback, a quarterback worthy of winning a Super Bowl. And if you do not have said quarterback, you're as good as done in this league. We've seen teams from time to time kind of have that magical run with a game manager like a Trent Dilfer or end of his career, Peyton Manning, which let's be real, the Denver Broncos defense did all the heavy lifting. Those are just a couple of examples where, all right, a couple breaks went your way. But the reality in today's NFL, where you look around the league and almost every team in the AFC pretty much has a good quarterback or a nice, young, talented quarterback, you're realizing, man, you got to get one of those. And if you don't have one of those, you got to keep on looking and keep on going through options. And that's where I get to this Saints team. And I say, I understand that free agency hasn't started yet, so they can't sign players yet. But I'm almost worried that this offseason is just going to turn into the offseason of being complacent and content with where you're at. And that is why you're seeing frustration boil on Twitter, and that's why I actually think that frustration is well-warranted. I usually come on here, and I'm being like, man, some of you Saints fans are too negative or too pessimistic or just always complaining. And I complain myself, so I really shouldn't even say that. But now, more than ever, I feel like it makes sense because... You're entering a new regime, and you can sell me off that all these dudes got their job because they're close to Sean Payton. They know how Sean Payton operates. They know the Saints way, and I get that. But at the end of the day, it's still technically a new regime. You're entering a new era. You're entering this Dennis Allen era. And I feel like other teams around the league, whether they're being too aggressive or not, are being aggressive. 
Like I, I, the Denver Broncos, it felt like they were in on Aaron Rodgers and in at Russell, in on Russell Wilson. And you know what? If you shoot for the uh, for the stars, you land on the moon or whatever the hell the saying is. And that's kind of what happened with them. You, you go hard after one of them, you end up after two of them, you end up getting one of them. And and did they hit big? And you look at Washington's side. And yeah, you might not like Carson Wentz, and I frankly don't know what to think of Carson Wentz because I don't know which Carson Wentz is going to show up on any given Sunday, but it felt as if Washington wanted Russell Wilson, couldn't get Russell Wilson, said, what's our next best option? And they thought it was Carson Wentz, and guess what? They got Carson Wentz. And whether or not it was a smart or dumb move, I commend them for being aggressive. And we'll see if that move pays off or if it was dumb, but we have to wait and see, but I commend the aggressiveness. I'm not saying the Saints should just make a move for the sake of making a move because that's how you find yourself in a really, really bad spot because you're just doing moves to please the fan base. That should never be the case. However, usually the Saints are bad when it comes to leaks. Like if the Saints are interested in someone, you're going to know. You're going to find out. We've seen it through the draft. Saints are interested in Mahomes. Well, what happens? Mahomes gets taken before them. Saints are interested in, let's say, guys like Mac Jones, Justin Fields. All right, all of a sudden, they can't get a guy like Mac Jones who... For the record, I saw this going down because Nick Underhill talked about it and was saying how some people aren't saying this class is good, but some people said Mac Jones wasn't good and look what Mac Jones did in his rookie year. And some people still think Mac Jones isn't good, which is just idiotic to me. You don't have to like his game, but he is a solid quarterback already as a rookie. The Saints wanted Mac Jones. Do not kid yourselves. That's who they wanted. And they end up not being able to jump in front of the Patriots to get him. If this team likes someone... You will always find out. You always find out with the New Orleans Saints. Talk about leaks, about Tom Brady coming there. And Brady Quinn was the first one to report that. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, Brady Quinn doesn't know what the hell he's saying. And then the first week of the 2020 season starts, and Ian Rappaport's like, oh, if Drew Brees retired, Tom Brady would have been on the Saints. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this team just, everything leaks from them. So either Dennis Allen is just really good at keeping things in-house, or I just think that the Saints right now are still evaluating what the hell they want to do at the most important position in football. And because of that, there's kind of this state of everyone just hold your hold your ground and we'll wait and see what happens. That being said, maybe they could figure it out this offseason with maybe Jameis resigning him. Or maybe they get a rookie like a Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. The reason I picked them is those are the two guys I feel the best about in this draft. But your options are running out. And more importantly, and this is something that has been talked about on Twitter a lot. The architect of the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton, he left the team with no real succession plan at the best spot in the most important spot in the game. When the Saints drafted Ian Book, I was so confused by the pick and I gave the guy a chance and I will still give the guy a chance to maybe become a good backup in this league because he's only a year in. But when he was drafted, I had to sell myself on saying maybe he become Chase Daniel and that's at best. And Taysom Hill, I think he's an excellent football player. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL, but those are the only two guys you have on your roster right now at the most important position. And I do think by a mile, contrary to what people might think on Twitter, just because I like to keep my cards close to the vest as to what I think the Saints should do sometimes, I think signing Jameis back is the most logical move that the Saints can make this offseason. Doesn't mean that I am as bullish about it as some fans might be because I do think some people are so optimistic that they re-sign Jameis and all is fixed at the quarterback position. It might very well be. And that would be excellent. That, that would get them back on track. But he's part of the solution, in my opinion, 
And he's definitely part of the solution for the right now, but I don't know if he's part of the solution for the future because I can never tell with the Saints because, frankly, last year, you cannot watch those seven games and tell yourself the Saints felt a 1,000% committed to Jameis Winston and felt a 1,000% comfortable with him running the show. Doesn't mean he played bad because he did not play bad. I didn't watch those games and go, man, they feel really comfortable with him running things. And that could just be because it was his first year. And unfortunately, we never found out because he got hurt. But we don't have a 17-game sample size. And more importantly, we don't have a sample size with him and Pete Carmichael running the offense by himself. Still the most logical answer, but it's the only one they've left themselves with, which is probably the most frustrating part. I'm cool with Jameis Winston coming back. I think Jameis Winston should come back, and I think the Saints should sign him. And frankly, they probably should have already agreed to a deal because you have to realize when free agency begins, it's him and Trubisky at the top of the list. The fact that I think it's debate is a little ridiculous to me. I think Jameis Winston is much better than Mitch Trubisky. I don't. I really don't get the 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 buzz right now around that. But I still think even if the Saints re-sign Jameis Winston, which I I do feel pretty good about it happening, the work isn't done yet because I need to know. We need to know. Is that the guy who the Saints deep down when they go through their meeting room? It's not a Jameis is the answer for this year. It's, is he the answer for many years? Because if he's only answer for 2022, then all of a sudden we got to think big picture. What are the Saints doing in the draft? Are the Saints taking a quarterback on day one or day two? Day two, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, guys like that will be interesting. Day one, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, quarterbacks like that will be interesting. That's what I'm so curious by. And we can hear that the Saints are going to leave no stone unturned or explore every option. Those are usually the two popular phrases for this. But I haven't got the sense that that's what's going down right now. And yeah, we've heard a rumor of them being linked to Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm not saying the Saints should trade for Jimmy Garoppolo because you guys know how I feel about that. I think the answer would be no. But they're the you don't hear much about them. I hear about the Colts being interested in him. I've heard about the Steelers interested in him. And I'm not saying the Saints should be interested. I'm saying the Saints should at least just start looking through their options just to know that, man, they are really exerting all their energy and all their time into the quarterback position. So when people get frustrated, I think the frustration is that I think the Saints are stuck in a comfort zone. And I think they need to get the F out of their comfort zone because as consistent as this team has been over the last, let's say, five years, and, man, they've been really, really consistent, I I think them – I think of the Patriots and I think of the Chiefs and maybe I think of the Rams as well. Those are kind of the teams and the Packers that are just so consistent over the last five years. Saints are towards the top of that list. They are, at their core, afraid to take the leap of faith, which is at the most important position in, in, in football, which is the quarterback position. And I've seen other teams do it, man. The 49ers made a Super Bowl, then had a rough year, and then said, we had to trade three first-round picks to get a quarterback because they felt at the end of the day when they looked at everything going on, they didn't have someone who was good enough. They need to take that next step. The Rams made a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Granted, that one's still up for debate. I get it. And they felt after like two more years, man, we need to upgrade. And my God, they did in Matt Stafford, who now has a Super Bowl ring. Teams around the league are moving off of quarterbacks so soon. Credit a team like the Chargers. And the reason I'll bring up the Chargers is they had Phillip Rivers, who obviously is is the franchise legend there. 
And they were almost like, you know what? Let's let this Rivers era go. He'll sign with the Colts, and we're going to get Justin Herbert. And for some people, it's probably hard to say goodbye to like that guy who's been there for two decades, but they made the right move because now they got a great quarterback for the next decade and a half. You Sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith. And maybe the Saints will shock me and do it, but they haven't shown me anything for me to say, okay, they're going to make that leap. They're going to get out of their comfort zone and they're going to take a chance. And you know what? If they take a chance and it failed, I still wouldn't be mad if they're taking the chance at the right spot. Because the chances the Saints take, let, let's be honest, they're pretty freaking stupid. Let's revisit the last three first-round picks. Peyton Turner seems like a great guy. And he might end up being a really good football player, even though he missed basically this whole season. But you cannot tell me with the way the Saints were constructed that they needed to take Peyton Turner where they took him. And now I can sit there and cover it up for them and and bring out highlights of what Peyton Turner could do at Houston and make it seem like it's a good pick. And that could just be me trying to make myself feel better. But that doesn't mean they made the right pick in terms of what they needed at that time because you either A, jump the gun on Cam Jordan's decline because I thought Cam Jordan looked pretty damn good at the end of the year. B, overvalued your need for another defensive end. Or C, really didn't think Marcus Davenport was going to turn the corner, which, my God, he did this past season. So two out of the three possibilities for why you might have went Peyton Turner were wrong. But you did. And they could have used a wide receiver. They decided not to. And guess what? Guys that they were linked to, Elijah Moore, damn good player. Dwayne Eskridge didn't really get to see much of him, but maybe he blossoms into a good receiver. Those are guys the Saints were linked to. They passed. Whatever. The moment's gone. Take us back to Cesar Ruiz, who I liked. And funny enough, part of Saints Twitter found my old tweets of me liking the pick. I don't know why that's news to people. When the Cesar Ruiz pick happened, he was on my short list of players I'd want the Saints to take. Admittedly, me thinking he'd be able to make the jump to offensive guard. And that's my fault. I totally undersold it. But I also don't understand how he lost the coordination he had at Michigan because he was a great, nimble athlete. And my God, he is just a mess right now. But I digress. The Saints went with Cesar Ruiz because they got beaten in the playoffs on the interior with Larry Warford, and they said, never again, that's not happening. So they get Ruiz, and they don't take T. Higgins, and they don't take Brandon Ayuk, and they don't take Michael Pittman, and they don't take a quarterback. Okay, Ruiz is a bust. I think we've reached the point where if Ruiz turns into a okay, an okay starter, I would be so excited by that. Like, that's how low the bar has become set for a guy like Cesar Ruiz. Then let's go to Marcus Davenport. There's a theme here with Marcus Davenport. The Saints took Marcus Davenport partially because he wowed them at the Senior Bowl with his talent and partially because I think deep down the Saints felt like they needed a pass rusher to win the Super Bowl after the Minnesota Miracle. I felt like they thought, okay, we're good. Our defense needs to get better. The pass rusher spots is what we needed. And I'm not saying that idea is wrong. What I think is wrong is the time you decided mortgage two first-round picks to move up, you did it for a defensive end at a UTSA that didn't play as much as you expected him to year one because guess what? He got hurt. And there's a theme with the last couple first-round picks for the Saints. Getting nervous about the wrong positions, letting your previous playoff loss dictate what you do at said position, And three, whoever you're taking, they're getting hurt year one. Peyton Turner, Cesar Ruiz, 
Marcus Davenport, all hurt year one. Now Davenport's out of it. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not here to rip the dude. I thought he played so great. I will go as far to say I think the Saints should extend him now, get ahead of the curve, because you see contracts like the ones Harold Landry signing, and he is gonna be an expensive player to keep in town. But the Saints should keep him in my opinion. But the theme is there. Felt like you needed a pass rusher after the Minnesota loss, getting Davenport. And man, you traded up a lot to get him, who, by the way, could have taken Lamar Jackson. You go to get Cesar Reese. Why? Because your offensive line got obliterated in the interior. And guess what? Larry Warford, in that bad year, still played better than any type of production or, or so far two seasons we've seen out of Cesar Ruiz. But they took him because they were scared about that. Peyton Turner. You lose to the Buccaneers. You felt as if your pass rush maybe didn't do enough in terms of getting pressure on Brady in that playoff game. Maybe, or maybe you just thought Cam and Davenport, one was washed, the other one wasn't good enough, and you were wrong on those two things. So I look at this Saints team. I'm not here to say that I don't think they'll be, they'll be good under Dennis Allen because I don't know, and I'm willing to wait and let the entire 2022 season play out until I make that opinion on what Dennis Allen's staff could be. But they got to take some swings. They got to take some shots because it's not going in if you don't take it, man. It's not. And when I say they should take a swing, for anyone sitting there screaming, Deshaun Watson, that's not what I mean. Because I think for right now, with a team led by a female owner, if that's the swing that they take, not knowing what's going to happen with his, his situation, which we're going to get more clarification this Friday, and I think we'll, we'll kind of hear more after. That's not the swing you make, in my opinion. And for people who say, well, the Saints should trade for Deshaun Watson because I don't want the Panthers to get him or I don't want the Bucks to get him. If you're saying that and we don't have a clue what's going on off the field, man, I, I can't do that because I don't value the Saints getting a good quarterback over not knowing what the freaking hell's going on with his situation. Because I, I know he's great on the field. But when I say take a huge swing, that's that's not what I mean. Take a huge swing for a player who, A, who knows what type of duty he is because we got to wait for this whole thing to clear up, and B, when the hell is he playing? So that's not what I mean by a huge swing. What I mean is if there's a quarterback in this class you like, Go take that swing and goddamn double down. Get a quarterback for this year too. Whether that's Jameis, whether that is a Mariota or Bridgewater. If you need a holdover, fine. Now I think Jameis deserves to be more than a holdover. So that is the situation that concerns me. Where okay, if he gets offered, you know, a year or two from the Saints, but there's a chance they draft a quarterback, or he goes to Pittsburgh and he doesn't think they're going to draft a quarterback, then then you're going to Pittsburgh. And I think he would do really well there. Other dudes like Mariota, Bridgewater, those type of guys, those are those are the definition of bridge quarterbacks. But either way, have a plan, man. If you're bringing Jameis in, have a plan to maximize Jameis. What the Saints did this past season was game manager 101. Take the checkdowns. If you think you got it, maybe don't do it unless you know for sure you hit the guy deep, then do it. Like that, that was the kind of offense they ran. And it was great to lower the turnover number, but then the biggest, I would say, strength of Jameis gets neutralized because his biggest weakness is his biggest strength. He's got a great arm, and he can make any throw, and he knows he can make any throw. 
And that's where he gets caught in tough spots, but that's also when he wows you. So if Jameis is your answer, you got to have a, a plan in place. I told people I would take 30 touchdowns and 14 picks over what we saw this past season. I, I'd rather have 30 touchdowns and 14 picks than 14 touchdowns, three picks with five of those touchdowns coming in one game that, let's be real, it was a field position game. So people might take this as a knock on Jameis. This is more so a knock on what is the vision if you keep Jameis. And that falls on the coaching staff, not on him. If you like a rookie, what's the vision? I don't even know what the hell the vision would be for Malik Willis, who I love. I think Malik Willis has the most special traits out of the quarterbacks in these in this class. But do I believe the Saints can run something with him? Part of me says yes, because I've seen them use Taysom Hill, and Malik Willis is 15 times better than him already. And part of me says, I don't know. Because, again, comfort zone. Malik's different from what the Saints have had in terms of just crazy good athlete with incredible just over-the-top talent from an arm standpoint that you don't see as much. What would be the vision with him? I have no clue. Kenny Pickett, he seems NFL ready. He kind of checks off most of the boxes for the Saints. What is he when you bring him in? Can you see him turn into a Derek Carr 2.0 or even better? And when I say Derek Carr, I'm talking about this year's Derek Carr. I'm talking about early in his career, look like an MVP candidate before he broke his leg, Derek Carr. That's the Derek Carr I'm talking about because I've talked about Derek Carr before and I've noticed some people think he's not good. Derek Carr's a pretty damn good quarterback. If I were to take Derek Carr from the Raiders, right, and pluck him on and put him on the Saints, he goes from the worst quarterback in his division to the best quarterback in his division. And it's almost sad that he's the worst quarterback in his division because he's a good quarterback. But that's how loaded the AFC West is. So when I say Kenny Pickett, kind of like a Derek Carr, that's what I mean. Although I, I do think right system, guys can always kind of blossom and expand over what we might project them to be. Now, my last point in terms of just asking questions, because this is what this has been. This is just me almost having like a vent session, but asking questions because they're questions that need to be asked. I know there's going to be leftover questions that aren't answered on offense, but I am confused about what is going on with this Marcus Williams situation. Because right now, it seems like the Saints are almost content with losing Marcus Williams to the team that makes the best offer. That's what it feels like. I can live with them not signing Toronto Armstead because as much as I love Armstead, and I think Armstead's one of the best Saints we've witnessed in the last decade, A, he does get hurt. B, he is getting older. C, teams are going to pay a premium for him because when he's on the field, he's still one of the best tackles in the game. And maybe the Saints feel like we can get by and Ramchick could go to left tackle and either Landon Young or Hurst can go to right tackle. And maybe they feel that way. And if they do, that is actually a plan. That is a succession plan that maybe it doesn't work, but at least the plan is there. So I, 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 the Armstead one, I let it slide. It will hurt to see him go, but I understand it. Marcus Williams, for me, when the Saints let a guy like Trey Hendrickson go, a lot of us, especially myself, say, okay, fine. It sucks, but we get it because that means Marcus Williams is here for the long haul. But is he? And as the days go by, the hours go by, can't help but think he's gone. A team like the Jets, a team like the Jaguars, maybe they make a great offer for him and he's gone. And I think the main reason Dennis Allen got hired, not just because he is the closest thing in their eyes in terms of running the Sean Payton structure, he transformed the defense and the defense got really good under his leadership. 
If you take Marcus Williams off the Saints defense, the Saints defense takes a huge hit. And your head coach is only there because of how well the defense played. But now the defense isn't going to play that well because you took away a huge piece of the puzzle. How does that make sense? You know, a, a lot of people question Marcus Williams and, and how good he is. And I've seen some people say they want Tyron Matthew. And I'm not saying you shouldn't want Tyron Matthew because if you can add good football players, you always add good football players. But Tyron Matthew to me is more of a Malcolm Jenkins replacement than he is a Marcus Williams replacement. And I think if you take Marcus Williams out of that Saints defense, you will see a lot more big plays against that unit because his range is second to none. And he covers up a lot of holes in the back end. And yeah, Lattimore is great. And Adebo is emerging. And Garner Johnson is great. And Malcolm Jenkins can still ball. And P.J. Williams is versatile. But Marcus Williams is that single high safety that that ball gets thrown up in the air. It looks like that receiver's wide open. And your safety still got a shot to swat that ball away because he's a special talent. And if you take him out of the equation, that concerns me. So, yet again, what is the vision? Because if you keep Dennis Allen and you're selling me on continuity, you got to keep a similar defensive unit to the one you just had this past season. If I take Marcus Williams off that team, they're looking different. Doesn't mean the defense isn't going to be top 10 or top 15 or whatever. But there will be a noticeable difference because you're taking one of their most important, youngest players that's so damn good out of the equation. And I'll leave you with that. And I know you're probably mad that I'll leave you with that. But man, I'm not trying to be a pessimist. I'm just trying to be a realist. And the next few months will tell me a lot about this New Orleans Saints team. And I want to know if they can handle the job in their own unique way with their own actual plan and vision for this New Orleans Saints team. So are they going to be safe? Or are they going to take a leap of faith? That's what I want to know. And we're going to find out as early as next Wednesday. That's going to do it for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast, guys. As always, I thank you so much for listening. If you have the same questions I have, maybe we'll chat about it on Twitter. Start complaining. Maybe do a little vent session, whatever it is. And again, the Saints can prove me wrong as early as next Wednesday. They can make a big splash at quarterback. They can make a, a re-signing of Marcus Williams. If they were to re-sign Marcus Williams, guys, that would change my whole attitude towards the defense because now I feel like the whole defense is back and ready to go. If I take him out of the equation, it changes a lot. So again, see what happens. That's going to do it here, though, for this podcast, as always. Stay tuned for more on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.